Thank you for downloading the audio portion of the Everett Lee Show. Before we get on to the guest today that's on the program, there's a few things I want to mention that will help support the Everett Lee Show. And of course, it will help Everett Lee out. You'll help support my ass out right up front here on this podcast. It will just show that you really care. Let me go ahead and mention that, and then you can enjoy this audio portion of the Everett Lee Show. If you're looking to start a podcast and already have a podcast and you're looking for an affordable podcasting hosting site, Podbeam is your number one choice. Podbeam offers statistics with in-depth analytics to manage your podcast needs. Use the promo code podbeam.com slash pbsignup and get a free month off. That's podbeam.com slash pbsignup to get a free month off and see why 1,500 episodes have been shared all over the world in the past 11 years with over 3,000 subscribers that have chose Podbeam as their number one hosting site. And if you're looking to get into advertising, Podbeam advertising, you'll get $100 off advertising when you sign up as a sponsorship over on podbeam.com slash pro slash PB sign up. That's podbeam.com slash pro slash PB sign up. Since 1995, HighSpots.com has grown to be the company it is by serving the wrestling fans throughout the world with a great selection of merchandise. HighSpots.com has everything a wrestling fan could want, including the latest WWE and TNA releases, classic wrestling merchandise, and their HighSpots.com exclusive releases. HighSpots.com is the leading online retailer for professional wrestling and mixed martial arts offering autographs figures, DVDs, apparel, wrestling gear, and even wrestling rings. Their largest clients include WWE, Impact Wrestling, ROH, and AEW. Click on the High Spots logo on the Everett Lee Show page over on podcast.net to order. Whether you are a wrestling fan, pro wrestler, or promoter, you can find what you're looking for at highspots.com. Podcast City Network. You're listening to the Everett Lee Show. Welcome to Everett Lee Show. I'm the Everett Lee. Today on the program, we have a new show. Not one, not two, but three new shows right here on Podcast City Network over on podcastc.net. And all three shows come from the same umbrella as my guest here on the program today. I'm going to welcome the four of my guests here from Celerity Gaming, who host shows such as Casual Geeking, Casual Geeking After Dark, and their new show, Breaking the Gates, which we'll get into here on the program. But ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to Every Lee Show. What's up, Interwebs? Hi, hi. It's good to be here. Appreciate you having us. No problem. I'm glad to... Hello, uh, hello, hello. <laughs> is, is he the one with the audio delay? Let's um, yeah. go around Let's go around the table here. We'll start yes, with I the am. ladies first, and then go up, um, and then we'll I'm introduce Ori. everybody. Um, I am the host of Casual Geeking and Celerity After Dark. It's not casual geeking after dark. It's hilarity after dark. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's kosher. Um, Thanks. And, yeah, those are the two I host. Um, 
that's about it for now, at least. Hey, bitch is here. Hmm? Here we go. <laughs> hey, this is Andrew McWhorter. I am a personality on Breaking the Gates, as well as a member of staff for both Celerity After Dark and Casual Geeking. Uh, yeah. If uh, Kevin would be so kind as to be next. <laughs> Sure, sure. I am Geek Kev. Um, I am in charge of editing for all of our content, and I will probably be a personality in all of our content eventually. Um, sure, I'll, I'll hand it over to James. Well, I'm James, uh, one of the two. Uh, I'm the youngest of the two. You will most commonly hear me referred to as Salty. Uh, I'm your CEO for Solarity Gaming. Um, I am a sneak peek personality currently on Breaking the Gates. Uh, I have been on both Celerity After Dark and Casual Geeking and will hopefully continue to do so. Um, I want to thank you, Mr. Everly, for having us here on your show today. No problem. No problem. I'm glad to have you all here on on the program. I usually, I usually interview independent wrestlers, independent filmmakers, so today's a little bit different for me from what I normally do from my normal of having guests on, but you know, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone here, what I usually do, and I'm gonna see what we can get into here, just having an open conversation here today. With with gaming, what uh, what exactly does Celerity Gaming? What what type of gaming is it? Video games, board games? What what exactly do you do you cover? So we're a, a multifaceted gaming company uh, in the sense of we cover all spectrums of gaming. So video gaming, uh, tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and & Dragons, and uh, you know, there's a, a Games Workshop has a game called Warhammer. Uh, it's most commonly like a, a miniature tabletop, uh -huh. um, but they have a couple of tabletop RPGs. Uh, so you know, there's the video games. Uh, we'll occasionally do like family board game nights, uh, you know, Breaking the Gates is actually a, a Magic the Gathering YouTube segment, uh, and Magic the Gathering is a trading card game. Um, so we we just have reached out there, and we've hit, you know, the whole spectrum. We want to appeal to as many people as possible. What's really great about Breaking the Gates is that it's going to be something for somebody like me who's never really played Break Magic the Gathering. It's really going to be somebody for a base level who's never played but kind of wants to learn. Okay. So it's going to be not only just people playing, but it's going to be also where you can actually kind of go in and learn how to play as well. Okay. Okay. I'm familiar a little bit with Magic the Gathering because I, I had friends that would play that there. I know back years ago, I did dabble a little bit in Dungeons and Dragons. I think, I think pretty much everyone has dabbled in Dungeons and Dragons at one point in their life, you know? We actually had at least had yeah at least had a passing encounter with it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I yeah. from what from what I played with it when when I participated, I I pretty much enjoyed it because you kind of go every in in direction that you want to go. You create your own story there, and you just use your imagination, and you can go in places. I know mm -hmm. the. 
when I think about Dungeons & Dragons, it always throws me back to making it what it is. It was just really, really fun to watch and hear people uh, play about it was uh, Big Bang Theory. That always comes to mind. Right. <laughs> that 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 was uh, that was great. Any of you guys fan were you guys fans of the Big Bang Theory? Um yeah, we're big fans of it at my house, my fiance diehard fan. Um yeah. He it actually got him to where he was willing to come in. I've been playing for years, um Dungeons and Dragons and then when he started watching Big Bang Theory and they started playing, he actually got it got his curiosity peaked where he was willing to come and do a couple one shots with us. So <laughs> he's too much of a character that, himself to he, be able to play full time with us. <laughs> damn. I uh, but, I uh, almost wore my flash shirt as an homage to Sheldon today. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those myself, man. I actually I think I wore it earlier this week or last week on one of the episodes I did. But yeah. I just I'm always running around trying to find a shirt to wear and I just throw on anything. Sometimes it looks like I've recorded two episodes in one day because of the same shirt I wear, but it's just <laughs> I grab whatever's available. <laughs> hey, we, we, we have our favorite suit. Oh, I yeah. are, live at Disney World because most are, of are you one of those people with a pot hmm? What's that? Are you one of those people with a pile of clothes and you do the sniff check? Pretty much on days. It depends what day of the week it is there. If it's running towards the end of the week or right before the beginning of the week and I haven't put up anything, it's like I throw a pile right there and I just like, okay, ugh. <laughs> you know? And Next. Then, yeah. And then my daughter comes in, what you doing, Daddy? It's like going through clothes. And then she starts handing them off to me, my three-year-old daughter, and we're just like, to <laughs> like tossing them. <laughs> Teaching her some bad habits there, which I shouldn't, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely teaching my niece, Michaela, about the Febreze test. Where when I wear the shirt twice, you Febreze it down. <laughs> I, I don't know what's what worse. Back in the military, I definitely uh, took Febreze showers. <laughs> I mean, shower... <laughs> Deodorant that's uh, pretty much like out of the shower right there. You can actually take. I mean, <laughs> you don't get wet. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy with the uh, with stuff that we do and everything. But video video uh -huh. gaming, you y'all. Any any gamers PS4 Xbox? Um, I think I'm the biggest one. It. We we all definitely game for sure. Some of us more hardcore than the others, but uh, yeah. I've been gaming well, since 1984. <laughs> um, my planning taking a huge chunk out of my gaming time. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I, uh... I don't play video games that much anymore. Trying to pick them up a bit more lately, but uh, it's been an uphill battle on that one. Yeah, i I haven't really, I haven't really played much gaming here lately. Probably since February. I have a PS4 behind me, and it malfunctioned. I was playing Destiny Two one night, went to go play it, and load it up, and it started loading up, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the game just like shot out. 
of the system. I'm like, what? <laughs> it made this sound and it just shot off. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing doing? It's possessed, man. I I think it might be time for a new console, Everett. <laughs> yeah. I I looked it up online. It was just a little bit of a little bit of reset you have to do to it because yeah. I have one of the. I bought one of the first PS4s, I think, that came out. So it's yeah. the old style. The, mm. the big, the big chunky black mm-hmm. one. The fat, yeah. yeah. That's what I have. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty sure that's what I have as well. Yeah. 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 Destiny 2 was one of the games I played a lot. I mean, when it first came out, I bought Destiny 1 and played through that. And me and my cousin, we, we did the raids and pretty much moved on to Destiny 2, and then we kind of separated there for a while, but then I got back into it. I'd get back into it when New DLC would come out, and then I'd jump back out and not play it for a while, and then come back, and then here lately I haven't actually played it, but GTA 5, that's my game right there, Grand Theft Auto guy. <laughs> I have been attempting to play Call of Duty WW2. Um... I'm not really great at first-person shooters, but when the whole quarantine mess started, I decided I'd make a go at it since Paul has, like, 15 billion first-person shooter games at the house, and I'm stuck here. So uh-huh. he calls me um, what was the, that he has been calling lately. It's basically where I'm killing my own people more than I'm actually killing the enemy. A, a team killer? Friendly fire. He, that's what he's been calling me is friendly fire because I've accidentally blown up my own team, like, 15 times. <laughs> I, I, uh, I would be interested in seeing you jump on with us for uh, Warzone. I think that'd be interesting. Kind I of your alley. There is no grenades. team killing in that. The grenades are horrible. I miss the timing on them so bad. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a skill you have to develop. I gave up after one point where I'm like, just get me off the beach. Just get me off the beach. Oh, God. <laughs> she's, 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 Andrew, and for talking about Warzone purposes, she's the one that drops in and then just runs in a straight line until she hits a wall. No, I zigzagged. I did zigzag. Serpentine, serpentine. <laughs> I know that much. There, there has to be some form of counter. Keep in mind, the last here. video game I really played that hardcore was freaking Evercrack for the PS2. Oh, damn. Oh, that's, my God. That's old, man. That was the last Ever- time I really took Everquest the- got a release on the PS2. video game for a while. Yes, Everquest did have a release on the PS2. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time I genuinely took time hmm. to game for a while, other than playing my Game Boy, which I have game, my Game Boy Advance because I'm a diehard Zelda fan. I have Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons that I bounce back and forth and play a lot, and Legends, which I play a lot. So Yeah. I cycle through those because I, uh... once I find a game I like, I just kind of play it on repeat on different levels. Nice. Nice. I I pretty much Zelda, uh, NES, Super Nintendo. Actually, I think I started out with the Atari 2600 Pac-Man. I was five years old. I played the hell out of Pac-Man and Space Invaders the, the, and Defender. Those were my games. And then eventually, eventually uh-huh. I went on to uh, Nintendo with Super Mario and uh, Duck Hunt. Those, those were my favorite. That was my favorite right there when the Super Nintendo came out. I believe it was it was those, 
Mike Tyson's punch out, which I loved. Me and my friends would get together and we'd see how far we can get, and then we'd cheer and just try to make it hard for the other person to get up to the next uh, to the next person to beat. And then Mega Man, we'd sit around and like trade off Mega oh, Man, Man between all four of us. Like Mega Man three, Mega Man four is like you beat this boss, can't beat it here. Past someone that can beat it. Well, I can't do it, or then someone would be able to do it. That and Castlevania, uh, yes. one and Castlevania three. Those were those are some of the games there. Uh -huh. But uh, Super Mario Brothers yeah. two. When I was a kid, my dad and I would play that every night before bed. And when I died, I had to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which made you a power player. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um. And I usually played with my dad because he would play Luigi, and my dad would some... But I guess it was one of those kids saying my dad knew how to let me win, so I, he's like, when, well, when you got older, I just kind of let you win, so you stay up a little bit later on the weekends, but during Monday through Friday, I kicked your butt so that you had to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting one. Uh, yeah. Wow. I remember the two games my introduction. The most. So, mm -hmm. my dad I, had, uh, I remember growing up, growing up, my first games were on the original Game Boy, the big boy that's like that big. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, Super Mario World and Castlevania. Those are the games I played. And then the N64 came out. My dad got that and Ocarina of Time, and I'd just sit there and watch him play and uh, be his second set of eyes to uh, point things out for puzzles and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. I always liked Super Mario World on that. That was that was really fun to play. Oh yeah, Metroid Two. I I'd sit there and I'd play for hours. I'd beat it and go back through and play it again and try to see if I can discover something that I've not discovered before, and just playing that there. And you mentioned talking about Metroid, the uh, Super Nintendo Super Metroid. Mm -hmm. That that was awesome. And, uh, I spent hundreds of hours with uh -huh. Metroid games. Yeah. So many hours. Oh, yeah. I, I never really got too big into Metroid. I played Kirby a lot. On the brick, I played Kirby uh -huh. and Tetris and Zelda. My dad always made sure there was a Zelda game in the house. My dad was a diehard Zelda fan, which is where I get it from. So I think my, I got that yeah. game for my game Boy, so he could play whenever yeah. I got in trouble. Let's see, I feel left out. Because Don't you and your sibling. Both me and my siblings play it. Yeah. No, your siblings have matching tattoos of the uh, Triforce? Uh, no. Uh, me and oh, okay. uh, Steven are talking about getting Triforce tattoos. It's in the talk, but... Oh, okay. Steven has the worst taste in tattoo artists, and I refuse to go to any of the ones he wants to pick. Just call him out. He does. Um, this boy has tattoos that look like prison tats. I swear to God. Oh God. <laughs> I never used to go any of the people my brother has ink from. <laughs> does, does he just right, find your like, brother? I was. I, no, my. I thought you were talking about the speedrunner that will be appearing on our channel. Uh, Kelly is not a huge fan of Zelda, as far as I know. No, 
we haven't really talked mm -hmm. about Zelda. Uh, so as far as I know, Kells is not a huge fan of it. And we've been talking about getting Owl's sister tattoos, but that's still like a while away. See, now, I would get on the Triforce bandwagon. I would be down for that for sure. But no, and it's my other flash art. <laughs> <laughs> like, we would code a blow for the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Triforce tattoo. I think it would be neat. Here, here's here's an idea. On the on the shoulder, get half the tri the of the Triforce, and then the other person get the other half. And then when you're you're standing next idea. to each other, it like <laughs> completes yeah. the tri. Yes, mm -hmm. that would yeah. definitely be cool. Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's, that's an idea. Is like almost a solid foot taller than me. He would have to squat. <laughs> well, you just, like, you get it on your shoulder, like, up here, and then he gets it on his lower biceps. Yeah, you would have to do it next biceps. together. There's no way I can do I mean, my little brother's favorite thing to do is to rest his arm, forearm on my top of my head as a joke. <laughs> so maybe you could get it, like, sideways on your forearm. <laughs> no way in hell. And he could get it, like... <laughs> So when he gets I, I imagine Ori wants to be able to work. <laughs> I imagine Ori wants to be able to be hey, what's up with the... right so she can smack salty in the back of the head. Okay. <laughs> no. uh, I, I will make sure to do that for you after this recording. No, I will never get a forehead tattoo. There are certain places in my body there will never be ink. I'm not a fan of face tats. Like... To, to break into pop culture. I'm going to have to like, agree with Salty right there. I'm going to have to. Because, base I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I can understand and get behind... Uh, well, not, not get behind it, because I don't approve of murder. Uh, but, like, teardrops, it, it's understandable. Like, the heritage and how it originated, it's understandable. Um, sure, it's a face tat, but, like... I feel like that's more of a of a branding than anything, but yeah. like, uh, yeah. like all these. I, I was gonna I was gonna say Mike Tyson, face tat. Okay, to be fair, Tyson was incredibly drunk and just came off a fight when he got that face tat. That's so not a good excuse. I mean, no. But my dad had a, had a Garfield on his forearm. Mike Tyson is insane because he got drunk Mike, in Italy. Mike Tyson is insane. I mean, he bit a man's ear off. Yeah, I feel like that just. Yeah, but if lot. you if you if you actually look at it, there, you think anyone even said anything to him about it? Because oh God, no, fuck no. There's no evil reason. Yeah, you made a big mistake, but I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, what's that on your face there? You talk a shit about me? No, 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 man. <laughs> what? What'd you say? You talk a shit about me? You better back up now. Yeah, I was just gonna tell you what's really good. Pink, love the ink, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like you better back up now. Things we get ludicrous right here. I am not become, about to become another walking Picasso painting here because of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like, yeah, I'd hate to be that person and walk up the mic and be like, hey, man, what happened to your face? Well, <laughs> this one going to happen to your face. Man, what happened to your face? I don't yeah. know what happened to your face. <laughs> you know, they can do like, uh, what are you talking about? Nothing. 
<laughs> you do like uh, Danny DeVito or Arnold Schwarzenegger said Danny DeVito in Twins. Danny DeVito said, what happened to him after Schwarzenegger took out the guy? And he's like, I did nothing. Pavement was his enemy. <laughs> I think we've actually had that conversation before where we were like, how would you tell somebody you want to hit their face, hit them in the face with a brick in the most eloquent way possible? And I think Salty actually came up with the best way possible. It was Deary. Deary, Deary was. Oh, um, what's, what's yeah, that? Most Deary. Uh, one wishes to acquaint your your face with a, a a material found in construction sites repeatedly with great vigor or at a high velocity. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was like so to clarify, Deary is the other James. Um, yeah. And um, he's currently at work, so he is no not able to be with us, unfortunately. Um, it was something along the lines of one wishes to acquaint your face with solidified with uh, solidified concrete in a like in a rapid manner or something like that. In a like rapid that. manner at a high velocity. Yeah, at a high velocity. <laughs> it's like we're playing telephone right now. This is horrible. It, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was it was. First recording of Celerity After Dark, I believe. So uh, it, it's been it's been about three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And considering we usually are pretty all well hammered when we record Celerity After Dark, <laughs> it's all a little It sounds like it sounds like ELS uh, Uncut. I I'm not I'm not done an ELS Uncut there in a while because it was just it was just hard for me. Because when I started out doing it with with random people coming on and one of the guys I had come on to do it with me, it just ended up becoming more talking about wrestling. And I was like, mm. no, I want this to be more talking about just everything that's going on. Like what's going on, on the internet, mm -hmm. what's people tweeting about, new movies, different things, variety. And it just I haven't done it in a while because it's just I couldn't find the right people and every time I try to start it back up then it just never happens but ELS Uncut uh -huh. man we did some bad stuff talking about a lot of things <laughs> and a lot of uh, alcohol man. involved and man there are no topics left untouched on Flaherty After Dark I think we've covered first times <laughs> Nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred. Um, absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Despite my best totally efforts, my it. family has discovered celerity after. Yeah. Oh you're no. Terrible. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my little sister today. Um, unless you want to know way more about me than you've ever known before, do not listen to celerity after dark. I uh... <laughs> now. Since since we're talking about celerity after dark, can you elaborate more on what it is? Because those that watch every Lee show know about ELS Uncut, though. But it's almost along the lines of that. But tell me more about it. Um, God, CAD is uh we, we refer to it as as CAD is short. Um, CAD is literally just the the four of us here and Deary. Uh, sit down just like we do in casual geeking um, and as Ori previously mentioned we are all fairly inebriated uh, and we just sit down and you know she'll give us an introduction and then uh, she'll either just 
spout something in random due you know to being drunk and uh, and then we all just kind of spin off from there and you know it it's just it's raw uncut just us being fucking ridiculous Nine times out of ten, so it is it, a random, like, thought or a random, like, bizarro thought that our quest and I've wanted to ask the guys off-topic for, like, weeks or months. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to throw it on Celerity After Dark and see what happens. <laughs> it, it actually originated so, uh, to give you a wrong casual geeking. Yeah, it, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, there, there was... Our first episode, when we recorded it, it was just way too much content for one episode. And there was a whole bunch of geekery in it, and then there was all this adult content. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to pull this out, and it's going to be its own show. And that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, nice. That's cel- Celerity After Dark was born. Yep. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention, yes. I also do all to give you a peek into for us. So I rebranded. I did all the rebranding for that as well, so... All the graphic images. It, that was a little bit of a pain because doing graphic images with the celerity image was a little bit of a pill, but I was able to make it work. So that's something mm-hmm. I'm proud of. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. So uh, to give you a peek into this coming upcoming episode, uh, we get in detail about what an Alabama hot pocket is. Oh God! Oh, can we really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew was by far the most drunk. I was actually kind of sober. I was just working on day four of insomnia. Um, so Andrew was by far the most inebriated out of everyone. There, I, I, there was almost a CEO veto on that one, but uh, I was talked out of it. Um, We're on Discord going, do we? Can he say that? <laughs> and I, I, I just said this is this is who we are. This is celerity after dark, after the sun sets. This is who we are, not as a company after business hours. This is who we are as the individuals that work together and who are friends. Right. So I just said, "Fuck it." Wow. Uh, I had, especially since most of the time I had the good really friend, good good help from my friend uh, Johnny. <sighs> <laughs> you that know, last name, Walker, that's by White the way. Walker. White Walker. Johnny White Walker. <laughs> Honestly, this will make y'all laugh here. That's what I'm. This will this will make you this will make y'all laugh here. Well, I'm gonna have to just uh, wait until the episode, but I don't even know what the what the fuck a Alabama hot pocket is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are in for a song. <laughs> But it just the sound of it makes me laugh. It could be something bad though. But um, uh, y'all know what a Dutch oven is. <laughs> yeah, that's so pedestrian. <laughs> Silver McWhorter doesn't remember what an Alabama hot pocket is. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in because I like those adult no no filter shows. I like those. I definitely like those mm-hmm. right there, but it's, uh, but mm. with the casual casual geeking, kind of roll it back here. Casual geeking covers mm-hmm. more of the geek, the geekdom, pop culture, correct? For sure. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. 
Um, this past episode, the one that just released, was called Disney in Death. Um, didn't have a topic in mind, so I do something. It's a new thing that I thought of. It's called Roll for Randomness. I have a topic of about 50 to 60, 40, well, 30 to 40 different topics. I have my D20 and a D10. And I roll and pick a topic off the list. And this time it was random ability or random thing that you're able to do. And we went from there. And everybody kind of shared their one random quirk or thing that we were able to do that nobody else really can do that they think you need to them. And it kind of got the whole episode started. Oh. Well, yeah. it, it pushed us off the rails, which is where we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's, there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, geek, factual geekness in there. Um, like it's, it's titled Disney and Death because, uh, Ori is by far, um, all things go to for, um, Disney, but specifically, Haunted Mansion. Um, so that's kind of where that's where the Disney comes in and then we talking about the Haunted Mansion um, you can't really not talk about death seeing as how you know they're like it's called the Haunted Mansion there's ghosts and like paranormal activity involved so somehow we went from Haunted Mansion uh, to to death and our own mortality oh nice but that's our own general kinda, preferences and whether or not we were in, were not in fact in somebody else's coma. <laughs> it, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. it, we we did get off rails a little bit, uh, but it, you know it's it's all things inclusive, uh, just geekery. So as yeah. as long as we touch base for a while uh-huh. on on just sitting down to geek out and just be giant nerds and fans of what we love, you know. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, touch base with some other people so, too. I think an important thing that we need to do right now is define what geek means. And in my opinion, it's somebody yes, who please. is ov- not overly passionate, but very passionate about some culture or subculture. And they bring it into their daily lives, and it's just us talking about what we geek over. So for Ori, it's Disney, Salty, and Kevin, it's video games and technology. I'm more into uh, tabletop gaming and uh, literature, that sort of stuff. So that's things that you can expect to be with us just hamming it out about our geekery. I also go to town on Potter for the record. Potter's the other big thing you'll hear mm-hmm. out a lot. I make a lot of Potter references. Potter <laughs> references are like sprinkled throughout the, all of it, um, especially since I'm having a Potter wedding. So, nice. It's, I am constantly berating the guys on some kind of nitpick. I will occasionally drop like, "Do get your tie." Somewhere throughout the episode, at some point, there is me nitpicking them to do something <laughs> for the wedding, <laughs> regardless, because it pops in my head at a random moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we uh, to to touch on what Andrew said just just a little bit. Uh, we we use geeking and casual geeking as an umbrella term. Um, it is definitely you know all things uh-huh. stereotypical geek or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but it is definitely um, inclusive to the geekery, but exclusive to uh, what we specifically as individuals geek about in our own lives. <laughs> 
Right. So, you know, that's just kind of a, a sneak peek at the universal content uh, that will be on Casual Geeking is, you know, video games and tabletop magic and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, like, Disney. And uh, we, t- we have talked about literature in the past. Uh, we've talked about technology in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's an umbrella term for everything that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, we started with the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, we started with Vampire Diaries, and then we moved into indie wrestling a little bit because mm-hmm. my fiance has a background in wrestler, so we touched on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things we talked on, and then we touched on WWE. Yeah, we did. Um, we talked on we because our, me and Geek Kev share have a puppers together. Uh, Thor, at the time when we were recording Death and Disney, decided to make himself known, and he just he, he was recovering from surgery, so his coat kept on bumping around the room. So, uh, Mr. Thor decided to bump and decided to grunt and make himself known, so we decided just to go ahead and go ahead and say what the hell and put him on, on the air for a couple seconds and just goof around and just have fun with the dog. Um, we're big advocates for pit bulls. Mm-hmm. We are, we are all diehard, mm-hmm. oh my god, the breed lovers of pit bulls, especially with as much as we love that dog. Yeah. Um, you'll probably have mm-hmm. seen him on our channel, because Thor likes to talk and sit and talk for us a lot. He's kind of the unofficial mascot for Solarity. He makes a lot of announcements. <laughs> That's... He likes to make a lot of announcements, yes, he yes, does. He recently, he recently leaked some information that was supposed to be a surprise on this show. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna he's gotta come over here later so mommy can have a talking to him. <laughs> no cheez its No cheez its for a week. But, uh, yeah. I I'd actually like to talk about tabletop gaming a little bit, if I can take uh if I could take this. I growing up I was a huge fan of video game RPGs. And, you know, it started with Dragon Warrior for the NES, and it evolved into Final Fantasy and just kept going from there. And unfortunately, when I was younger, I had never had the opportunity to play a tabletop RPG. Right. And then uh, how many years ago did we meet, Andrew? Four years? Five years ago? Five years ago, I met Andrew... (laughs) He introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons, and I became absolutely obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons. I love. I may be forty-one years old, but I love to play pretend. It is awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have at the end here. We're gonna have a little bit of a spoiled announcement for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's awesome. You get to get a spoil announcement here on. Uh, on my show here and i i want to apologize to andrew because i know we kind of forget that he has an audio delay when when we talk on here with a few seconds (laughs) but you know i've i've been trying to communicate mainly visually then (laughs) it's it's not like it it comes in and out you're you're pretty flat right now yeah yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. If uh, if I see Andrew giving me the middle finger, I know he couldn't hear it. So I just want to make you know clear that out there. <laughs> I, <I'm... laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Everett. 
<laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time someone gave me a metal finger. I know one time someone, my, it was actually my wife said to me, she's like, that person gave you the middle finger. I said, I know. They know I'm number one. <laughs> I like that. Good counter defense. <laughs> yeah. Talking about, talking about pit, pit bulls. Yesterday, me and my wife finished up finally. We finished up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love Quentin Tarantino films. And that is a good one. She thought I was... Did, did everyone Did everyone see it? Mm-hmm. Everyone? Yeah. Yeah. We're all... I don't know. A little bit. Andrew, a little bit. But, you know, yeah. I don't want to... If that last part of that movie right there... I enjoyed that part the most. Oh yeah! Because my my wife looks over at me. She's like, "You're sick," and I said, "What?" Because I was like, "Yeah!" I was just got into it. Get man. them balls! Yeah! Get them balls! I love that. <laughs> I love that. Brad Pitt's the only guy I know that could trip on acid, knock, beat, kick someone's ass with a fucking dog can of dog food, <laughs> have his dog bite their balls off, destroy them. And then whip someone's ass all on acid, tripping on acid. But what got me was <coughs> what got me was when um, Leo, Leo, he's in the pool there, just and then when she comes busting out and his reaction, he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then you got this person in your pool shooting off a gun. You're not gonna. Th- what do you do? You go in your shed. You grab, grab a fucking flamethrower. Flamethrower. <laughs> the better question is why is there a flamethrower in his shed? Well, it was from it was from that movie he did back in the day. He still had that flamethrower in his shed there. But yeah, yeah you gra- you could grab anything. Let me get the flamethrower. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna walk into my my poolhouse shed real quick, where I you know probably keep a lawnmower and a leaf blower and you know like some rakes and shovels and shit. I'm gonna go pull out a motherfucking leaf flamethrower, not a leaf blower, a flame th- a flame throwing leaf blower. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, man. Let, I think let... probably my favorite part of the whole scene was when. Brad's like in the, in the ambulance, and he's like, "Where's the dog?" And Leo's like, "Oh, she he's she she's curled up with my wife. That dog. I don't think that my wife is ever gonna let the dog out of her sight again." <laughs> I'm like, "Hell yeah, the dog's taken care of." Because <laughs> I I didn't know what to expect because he's sitting there and he's like. He's like, "Yeah, you got some stupid name," and he's sitting there, you know, talking talking shit, and he and it's like I'm sitting there, I'm like. Oh damn! It's like he's gonna die. I was like, this sucks. And then all of a sudden, he starts whipping everyone's ass, and I'm like, dude's tripping on ass. Something. <laughs> yeah, he just he just hit this tab of ass. Well, I, I guess it's game over, Brad. And then, like, half ha- half a scene, and it's like, yo, uh, where's kung fu fighting? <laughs> I do I do like the Bruce Lee part, man. When, uh, it was a little yeah. bit that, that was yes. that was a good part there. <laughs> he he's talking shit to Bruce Lee. <laughs> but you got you guys got to remember, Brad Pitt was in Fight Club, but he can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually just read a Reddit article about how this girl had to do an article about um, um like her favorite movie, and her whole thing was. 
first rule of fight, she wrote the one sentence, first rule of fight club, we don't talk about fight club. And that was it. And she turned in the paper. It was supposed to be like 2,000 words. Turn it in got an A on the paper. I, I was about to say, I would definitely pass her. It's like, the professor top of the class. on the paper, you guys, I was debating on whether or not I was going to give you a, a passing grade on this, but I can't not beware most professors wouldn't have the same sense of humor I do. <laughs> That's The first rule of Project Mayhem. There is There's no Project no Mayhem. My my favorite my favorite movie of all time. I read I read the book. The book is so much different. I mean, it goes. There's some, a lot of stuff in the book that's yeah. different from what you see in the movie, because how he meets how he meets Tyler is different in the movie from the book. Uh -huh. it's totally different. I, I feel like even even the language of the book compared to the language of the uh, of the movie. Not not language like specifically like English, but uh, the the tone, the tone of the book versus the tone of the movie. Uh -huh. Is almost completely different. The syntax as well. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's a very different read compared to actually sitting down and watching it. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's. It's. Um, Chuck. Um, I can't even say his last name. I have a couple of his books: uh, Rant, and I think I have uh, Survivor. Those are. I mean, he's. Mm -hmm. He he's kind of out there on the book still, but he's really smart in how he execute the oh, yeah. story in his book. I know the movie, which I love, is directed by one of my favorite directors, uh, David Fincher, who did uh, Seven uh -huh. and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, oh, the U.S. version. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He's he does some dark he does some dark shit, man. It's so it was perfect for him to do. I do a movie like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Which I got the book. Did the same director do the white let the right one in? Um I don't know. What what was the name of the movie again? The right one in? Let the, let right, the right one, one in. Like, I don't know. I'm not I don't sure. Yeah. I might have to look might have to look that up actually now. When we get done, I'm gonna have uh -huh. to. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna be looking that up now. <laughs> I'll be like, did he? What? Google. <laughs> if if you guys would have to say the one movie, one of your favorite movies, everyone sound off. We'll go around here and we'll start and. What would be your favorite movie that you enjoy? What, a movie you can watch all the time and always go back to and never get tired of watching. Uh, it, That's easy. <laughs> go ahead, Andrew. Sorry, you're on a lie. We're going to let you go first. All right. Okay. Uh, pitch Black. Okay. Nice. Uh, for me, I actually have, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I have a couple that I watch on repeat. Um, but one that's always like a go-to fan favorite, um, is probably View from the Top. It's an old Gwyneth Paltrow movie about aviation. And just because I'm in the aviation, I work at an airport. I've always loved the aviation industry. For me, it's just a good, feel-good movie to me. Nice. So. The Crow. Oh, yeah. I was I was Eric Draven growing <laughs> Ooh, up in high school. That is yeah. a good one. Yeah, mm. that's a good one. 
Mm. We got salty. Uh, Everett, go ahead. I'm, I've, I've got a, a reel spinning in my head, and I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, well, mine, mine. I already, already mentioned Fight Club. That's my yeah. all-time favorite movie. Never get tired of that. I, mm, this is really, really hard. Um, <laughs> I would have to say just because it hits home, and um, I was. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll give a little bit of background. Uh, I was like, so I, I was born in 97, um, but I, I basically, uh, because my mom, my mom was born in the 60s and grew up in, in the late 60s and throughout the 70s and the 80s. Uh, so I was born in, in the late 90s and grew up basically in the 80s. Um, so I feel like I was one of those kids born out of his own era. Uh, so I was, uh, I always referred to it as, I was hardcore 80s bullied in high school. Like, tried to, they tried to fit me in lockers and stuff me in trash cans and like, like, like threw my locker on the ground and everything. So, um, I, uh, I have anger, had anger issues. Uh, so I was a mixed, mar- a mixed martial artist throughout high school. Um, so, like Fight Club, uh, it's a movie called Never Back Down. Yes. Never yes. Back Down and Never Back Down 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just mostly because it hits home, uh, but also, like, I just love the plot line. Mm-hmm. The and first one. If, t- t- right? Yeah, the, the first one, because... Yeah. Yeah. The, the second one... The reason why I liked the second one was because Michael Jai White. He's, he's yes. a great martial artist, and he choreographed a lot of fight uh-huh. scenes in that movie. So it was like, hell yeah, this is why this is good. It was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so with your background, Salty, I have to ask a question. Yes. Um, did you ever angrily do a dance number in a farmhouse? Uh, not Death in a farmhouse, off. no. <laughs> uh, but fun fact, Kevin, since you mentioned Dance Off, uh, I was in like, so uh, I, I was also in theater in high school. Uh, I was a big member of the Thespian Society in high school. Uh, so uh, there was one day where I, I was just like on edge, and uh, uh, some of my good friends in theater notice and they were like dude are you okay and i was like yeah i just i'm really in a in a shitty mood and then we all started listening to our theater playlist which is just it's like 80s rock current metal current rock uh there's some like classical in there uh some jazz like old school r&b um so we started listening to that and then footloose came on and I was like, yo, you guys, I don't know what kind of mood I'm in right now, but I really needed this song. And uh, my first girlfriend at that high school looked at me and was like, so you're feeling this song, huh? And then she started dancing. And she she has his entire choreographed moveset down to a T. Uh, so she, like, she started actually dancing as if she was Kevin Bacon. No way. 
And I looked at her and I looked like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? So we had a dance-off for like 45 minutes. It was, and the, I mean, it, was, it wasn't just her and I. Like, it was the entire theatrical department. Yeah. But uh, that was like one of my most and memorable it, days in high school. Oh, damn. It, it, if it didn't end with her doing a hell dive, you didn't do it right. Oh, no, she definitely did the hell dive. <laughs> definitely. Nice. You had a way more interesting high school experience than I did. Well, you gotta remember, I also went to high school in the 2000s. Like, so did I. I'm sorry. The most memorable high school experience, the The most memorable thing that happened in high school was me tripping down a stairwell and almost breaking my ankle to my sister's wedding. I did did that too. I fell down many a staircase. (laughs) Maybe not two days before my sister's wedding. wedding. (laughs) Well, and it wasn't fun. Well, me me and uh, (laughs) me and me and Kevin. We we're the same age here. I graduated high school in '98, and yeah. the '90s man was all about this right here. Nirvana, I mean, oh yeah, sir. yeah. Oh I yeah. I grew up I grew up with it. I remember when 13 years old when Nirvana, never mind album, and I saw that album with the naked baby in the front, and I'm like, how are they able to sell this, man? What the yeah. hell? And then, of course, you had the Metallica coming out with the Black Album, Metallica, yeah, yeah. you know, James Hetfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their so, last good album, by the way. <laughs> I mean, well, the one thing I, the one thing I like about Metallica is how, with Death Magnetic and um, Hardwire mm-hmm. Self Destruct, they kind of went back to the roots there, you know. Yeah. Rick Rick Rubin, uh-huh. man. I mean, he produced Slayer and Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff, though. But he did all of his Slayer albums, you know. And I've said this before on the, like the podcast. What you like to be in the room in there when Metallica come in is like, okay, Rick Rubin, we're here to record. What you know? What do you have in mind? And Rick Rubin's sitting there stroking his beard. He's like, hey guys. You need to play like it's 1984 again, you know. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> so. Nice. So yeah. I, I, have a, I have a question for the two of you that went to school 94-ish. Okay. Um, how was Kurt Cobain's death received? Mm. Oh. That's a big one. I'll let, you, I'll let you go first <laughs> on this one, Kevin. You go, uh, well, go first on I mean... This I, I was very much a loner, and I, I can't speak for other people at that point in time, but for me, it, it wrecks me. Um, I Nirvana, Nirvana saved my life. I, I, I have no qualms about that. And with Kurt's death and then the conspiracy theories about it, it... it changed me and shaped me as a person for sure um i i I mean it was it was a big deal there there were a lot of nirvana fans when when we were in high school uh i'll i'll pass it over to you man right yeah when yeah when when i was yeah when i was in middle school it was around she was around seventh grade i'd be in gym class sitting there listening to uh never mind 
people come up, hey, what are you listening to? Never mind, Nirvana. I don't like Nirvana. By the end of eighth grade, that's when, before before I went ninth grade, that's when uh, Kurt Cobain um, committed suicide there because I remember the night because it was on that weekend. I used to sneak out of my house and me and my friends used to run up and down the neighborhood where I grew up at. We used to like do, go on a vandalizing spree. So I was sneaking back in the house uh-huh. about two, two, three o'clock in the morning and I was going through my window and I had um, here at the time I had uh, 101 JRR playing. So I still had it on the radio uh-huh. still turned down. So I was sneaking in my window and then I forgot what song got done playing and and uh, the DJ came on and said, that was so-and-so. It's like, breaking news. Lead singer Kurt Cobain of the band Nirvana was found dead in his home. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, what? I was like, found dead. And then next day, it was like all over MTV back when they used to play music videos. Yeah. And Instead I was happy my my daughter's pregnant shows. Yeah, so I was yeah exactly. I was I was shocked by it, but then the people I went to school with who didn't like Nirvana all of a sudden they became Nirvana fans. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like what do you listen to? Nirvana? Oh, I don't like Nirvana. Oh, it's so sad he died. It's like oh, I'll, you know they buying in utero and they're like, you said you didn't like this, but now you're buying it. Uh-huh. Come on, man! You know, and like uh, like Orange, you said MTV used to play, yeah, music videos and stuff, and they used to, and now they play like uh, like like you referenced there. Sixteen and pregnant, and the best twenty-one and dumb, right? And the best movie that made fun of that was that Jamie Kennedy movie. What the hell was? Oh it? yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You guys, I vaguely recall it. It's been a while. It were uh, not Malibu's most wanted. It was the other one where he wakes up and he, he's in a coma and he wakes up after years and he still thinks it's 1980. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Oh, he wakes up. I know what you're talking about. Oh God! It's kind of I think probably sang it best in one of their songs. Give me, bring back spring, sing Nirvana. You know, and they're one of. Mm-hmm. Bowling for The song 1985 pretty much nails it on like. Give us back 1985. Yeah. But that Jamie Kennedy video, that movie, that were, not the video, but the Jamie movie, movie, it was funny because when he's sitting there watching MTV, he's like, Mom, Dad, why is everyone on the TV crying on MTV? <laughs> I love that part. I love that part. Yeah. The MTV is just a waste of time to me nowadays. It's... You fl- at best, on a good day for me, it is because they are rerun- doing a rerun of Legally Blonde. That is it. <laughs> my wife okay. loves that movie. I, 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 have to, I have to say my guilty pleasure is Catfish. Catfish. That's... I'm going to watch something like that. I'm going to go back old school and watch Cheaters. <laughs> Catfish, I watched that movie... It, when it was back on the di- when it was on Netflix, I watched the movie and then mm-hmm. watching the show and stuff because it did caught my attention there for a while because of how far a person would go mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like yeah I'm not this person but most of the time it was the real person and most of the oh, time yeah. it wasn't you know mm-hmm. when, it, when it wasn't it was like 
a crazy extreme case. It was like, uh, like the wall is blue, and I am looking at the wall, and I can see that it is blue, but uh, in my head, I believe the wall is yellow. Yeah. It was something like that. It was like crazy dumb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. believe this show that that show is the reason why my fiance cat um uh, carded me the first time we met because we we did meet online. <laughs> In my defense, when my contacts in, I do look and my hair up and straight. It, I probably do pull off about sixteen on a good day. So, especially back about eight years ago when we first met, um, we met online, met at a secure spot in between our, both of our places, and he goes, "I don't want to be rude, but uh, can I see your ID?" <laughs> Well, so, when you get to my age, you kind of have 16, to do that, aren't you? I card, we both carded each other. We both asked for each other's ID within about a few minutes of meeting each other in person. <laughs> There's too much crazy going on in the world, so we carded each other, made sure we were both legal, and then we went on our first date. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I I agree. There's too much. There's too much crazy stuff happening in this world because you, you never you never know because people are get so unhinged so easily now. Uh-huh. They can go all they all crazy. They can like assault you with a ham sandwich now. <laughs> I mean that's exactly. Read, yeah, we've become a hypersensitive society. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just ridiculous. It, it's definitely uh-huh. definitely ridiculous. There, I know. A few weeks ago, or actually not a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I broke my phone because uh, Mr. Uh, Chris Carnage was calling me, and I was in my kitchen, and the phone kept dropping, the call kept dropping, and I had my breakfast bar, so I, I was like, I get so mad, so I went, son of a whoops, there goes the screen, the screen, I kid you not was all you can only see a little bit up at the top it was just destroyed so there for there for a while for five days i had no phone i had i had no phone and i had people coming up to me going best time of your life right oh god yeah people are like hey are you okay i'm like yeah i'm fine it's like you don't got a phone do you no are you all right yeah, fine, man. I I grew up in Windows ninety five. <laughs> I grew up in Windows ninety five yeah, and fifty six K modem. <laughs> and that was like a shock to the system for my fiance. Uh, so my dad lives in the backwoods, like boonies of North Carolina. He is across the street from an nature preserve. The closest my dad gets to cell phone reception back home is a cherry blossom tree, and it's like a seventy five percent chance, maybe at best. That you're gonna get cell phone reception at this tree. <laughs> I will. I don't know what to do without my cell phone. We got a landline. If there's an emergency, you're covered. Just deal. I, right. I, I, I was just talking with them the other day about dial-up handshakes and and dropped internet connection because someone picked up the phone. Oh God, I hated that. AOL. Uh, what that, Kevin? Yes. AOL. Yes. God. Remember that? AOL. When you were 98% through a, 98% through a download and somebody decides to make a phone call. God. Oh, the download drops. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I would. There were days where I would just tell my mom to pick me up from school later in high school where I would be like, 
just pick me up from school later. I don't want to risk not finishing this book report because of our internet. <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, yeah, someone pick up the phone. You know, there I am. I'm I'm sitting there downloading something, ninety eight percent, and all of a sudden my my little brother picks up the phone and hang and and puts it back on there. You know, goodbye. It's like, damn it! And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he, I get him back and do the same thing. He's downloaded something on my computer, and I know that I'd let him use my computer. And he's doing something he wasn't supposed to. So I was like, I'll let him go ahead get to a certain point. 98%. He's like, yeah, I'm downloading this. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, man. I said, what you downloading? I'm like, quit downloading porn on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you ain't gonna watch Tommy Lee and Pam get it on tonight, buddy. Nuh -uh. You have to go to bed and think about it. By the time he hit that point, we had DSL, so I never got to do that. DSL. So. Yeah, DSL. That. Think about DSL. DSL. Is still a fucking nightmare. God damn. Yeah. I agree. Than dial up, but at the same time. Yeah. I, I couldn't exactly stop his connection by that point. Uh, no, everybody oh, was absolutely good. outside the door, which I did occasionally. Honestly, just I know what's funny is 56K still does exist, and I don't know if DSL mm -hmm. still does. It does. We had a hot minute about ten, five or six years ago, back in the backwoods. Okay. A lot of a lot of credit card readers are still on dial-up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh -huh. that's right. That's it'll right. it'll dial every time a transaction is made, and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot I forgot about that. Yeah, I definitely forgot about that. There. I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm a nerd. Last name is uses dial up for theirs. But I I'll tell you I'll tell you what happened here one a while back ago that happened to me. I bet I'm sitting here at home, and my wife was off. It was me, my wife, just family, me and my wife, my daughter, and the dog. All of a sudden, power goes out. Power comes back on within about 20, 30 minutes. Okay. No cable, no internet. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So. Old school. Yeah. So my wife said to me, what are we going to do? I said, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, there ain't nothing to do. I was like, bullshit. I said, look, go to this bookcase over here. I said, look at all these movies we have. Look, we got Blu-rays. We got DVDs. We got a Blu-ray DVD player. What do you want to watch? Oh, well, uh, I said, well, what about our daughter? I said, well, what about her? I was like, how many, what, you got Monsters, Inc.? You got all these Blu-rays, DVDs? Well, what are you going to do with gaming? Hey, I got an old school video game system. If I want to play that, hey, I got books. Hey, hey, guess what? We got dominoes. We got we got card games. Hey, whatever you want to do. I'm know? sure. I'm sure somewhere in your house you have Candyland because there isn't a household that doesn't have Candyland. Not yet. What's that? What's During that? Hurricane Ivan, when we lost power, I taught my little brother how to play bullshit. <laughs> oh God, bullshit I mean, is great when you have eight players. More players, players spending. Oh, yeah. 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 So we had, for like three or four days before my parents could go back to work, the whole house played bullshit. That's funny how you, how you say um, that. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, we stayed around a house, played bullshit. <laughs> And well, then so much you don't know that. My little brother loved it. Except my mom was just a regular day of the week for me. My little brother added trouble and entertained. And when you're eight years old, you're allowed to cuss, and your mom's not tanning your ass for cussing. <laughs> my mom was like, I know. "We're gonna let it slide. It keeps him occupied. It keeps him out of the backyard where there's all this debris, and he can get hurt. We're good." <laughs> a deck of cards was. Worth its weight of gold when I was in the scouts. We'd go out on camping trips and we'd play ERS, BS, fucking Mafia. That just nice. It, it was a good time. One of one of the board games I used to play because we we're talking about board games earlier. We we're talking about D and D. One of one of the board games I used to play. I forget the name of though, but it was one of those where you had a board and you could set up different type of quests. Mm-hmm. And I forget the damn name of it because my, a friend of mine had it. And we played, I went over to stay over at his house. And on that weekend, we sat there and played hours because you had different quests and different objectives you had to do. And mm-hmm. I forget the name of the game, but it was almost like d Hero Quest. That's it. Yeah. I want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hero Quest. I loved I loved that game. That is a fun one. And I loved Risk. I love playing Risk. Risk is amazing. Mm-hmm. Risk was Risk is like an oh, yeah. go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> so with with again with the scouts, I'd go I'd go to summer camp and I was very involved with the scouts, so I'd go to com- summer camp and there wouldn't be any badges to for me to work on, so it was just a week of hanging around in the woods and people would bring things like risk and battleships and stuff and we'd just sit all day in the tent site playing risk about the only time i've ever finished a game of risk risk you devoted a week of your life to do nothing but play risk <laughs> i've had monopoly games like that monopoly i yeah i don't yeah. i don't care how old you are or what Monopoly's still fun to play because they they also yeah, got is. they also came out with those special edition ones too, which was oh, really yeah. neat. Um, <laughs> yeah, Evan and I both have it for the and PS4. McWhorter Clan. In the McWhorter Clan, uh, there are two games that are banned: Scrabble and Monopoly. Really? Oh, oh and on, two of my favorite games. Uh, they're banned because uh, about 98% of the time it ends in a fist fight. <laughs> I can believe that. I can believe that. People, man, they get they get mad over Scrabble and Monopoly. My brother, he liked playing Trivia Pursuit. He was big into playing Trivia Pursuit. He was big into that, man. He was. Mm-hmm. Me and my mom can go toe-to-toe for about four or five hours back and forth on Trivial Pursuit because we, ha- we both have like this random wealth of useless knowledge. Because we're both big readers. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad do the same thing. My stepmom absolutely hates to play Trivial Pursuit against me and my dad. Because, again, I'm the same way. With both. both my parents have taught me to have an enormous wealth of useless knowledge. Which makes me a fantastic Trivial Pursuit player. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I've ever sat down to play a game of Monopoly. Uh, unless, unless it was with my mom. Um... I've never played a game of Monopoly where I haven't made enemies of almost everybody at the table. 
Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm not I, saying like just for the game period. It was like they walked away from that table hating me for like at least the next six months. <laughs> I, like, what? I'm a strategist uh, and I'm playing to win. What? Exactly. <laughs> and I do the I do the I, I I think do the of thing too. I give you a chump game where I let I let you think you're gonna <laughs> win every game after that. I watch and see how you play, and then I go back through and kill you the next next game. Like, hey, this is how you play. I think, now I'm gonna go and screw you over. I, I think uh, I think a big contributor to Monopoly ending in fistfights is we have a rule called holding up the bank. Uh oh. Yeah, nice. when you rob the bank, I mean, <laughs> I feel like some. I also feel like there's mild alcohol abuse involved there too. I'm not doubting there's heavily alco- heavy alcohol abuse in <laughs> there's not it. Yeah, when you the first when you go when you go bankrupt, you have an opportunity to hold up the bank. <laughs> when you go bankrupt, I'm pretty sure you lose the game. Apparently. That's why we introduced holding up the bank. <laughs> no wonder fist wow. fights happen, man. <laughs> Sp- SpongeBob SquarePants. I, oh I love that watching that cartoon. One of the newer episodes uh-huh. that was released probably about this year or last year was an episode where Patrick created his own board game. I love that episode. <laughs> I love that episode. Because Squidworth gets so mad while he's playing it. What? I, I, I heard it too. It went off uh. just now. <laughs> hey, Google. Shut up. <laughs> I, I have to go AFK for a second. Okay. Another fun fact about McWhorter Clan uh, uh gatherings if you've had any alcohol you're not allowed to play bocce ball oh yeah that can be dangerous yeah you you that's how you murder somebody Uh, and that's how you unintentionally murder somebody literally uh, fun fact about my troop uh my fiance makes it a hobby because me and his best friend who we all go on vacations with uh both hate spongebob squarepants with violent and aggressive fashion uh (laughs) So when we go to Universal, Paul makes it a habit and a hobby to make us get our picture taken with the characters because he thinks it's hilarious to drag us into the store. <laughs> My wife, she loves she loves SpongeBob SquarePants. My wife does, and I. I love watching it because even my three year old, she'll sit there and watch it, and so it's just stupidly funny. And it's amazing how that's become one of the longest-running cartoons on Nickelodeon because it yeah. beat out. How do they know? It my beat little out, brother watched it. Yeah, it beat my out. My brother what, controlled the TV. At, at 13 years old, I was stuck watching SpongeBob for like seven years. <laughs> that's why I don't like it. All you I know, did, was, I, my whole house ate, slept, and breathed SpongeBob for most of my childhood. So now I'm like, eh, get you back, demon. <laughs> Because there's there's so many episodes that I've not even watched yet and seen because it's been running for so long. And two, I can't believe it it beat out Rugrats for being the longest Nickelodeon cartoon. It's amazing. I think. Uh-huh. I think. I. 
I, uh, <clears throat> there's a meme that has been going around recently because of the virus, uh, and it's it's the uh, I never thought I'd walk into a bank with a mask and tell them to put the money in the bag. Uh, it's, it's that meme, and I instantly flashed to SpongeBob, where he walks in with a sock over his head, and he's got the bag, and he's not facing the teller. So every time I see that meme, I think, put the money in the bag! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. That's funny that you bring that up there, Salty, because you can never walk. Remember, if you before you walk in a bank, Hat, sunglasses removed. You know, no mask, no nothing. Yeah. Now you can go into yeah. a bank and you can wear a mask. It's and you're required. Looking like a, a wild last villain. Exactly. <laughs> right? I know. Tomorrow, tomorrow, me, Chris, and Craig have to make a trip over to the bank. And <laughs> when they look back at this, they're going to probably be like, damn it, Everett. <laughs> I should, I should, when we go in there for a meeting, I should be like, you know, Huh, how you doing? My name's Everett Lee. How y'all doing? <laughs> I freaking do it. That like a no handshake. No handshake. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, invisible handshake. <laughs> you know? That probably sounds like a challenge accepted. I, I should just embarrass them. Yeah. I should because they said bring your mask and I said screw the mask. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but so I murder you. Or at the very least, my, my mask. <laughs> my mask is a black bandana that has an insert for the M95 mask. So I go around and it looks like I'm Robin everywhere I go. <laughs> Mine is a butterfly mask that my sister in law gave me. I've got to get a new one because of my glasses, everything fogs up. Or I've got to see an optometrist about getting contacts. <laughs> you you need the ones with the metal band right here. They stop the humidity from going up to your glasses. I'm just gonna call it and just I oh, need drop. contacts anyways. I'm going on a roller coaster spree for my honeymoon, God willing. Oh, if wow. not, I'm getting drunk off my ass so, in the street. <laughs> wow. I'd uh. I well, dri driving is a gamble with me. Because. <laughs> <laughs> My glasses fog up, and I'm like, I sure hope nobody expects me to be able to see. Taking off your mask in your car is the new equivalent of taking off your bra when you get home. <laughs> I I tell you, um, Bane has made a big fashion statement. I guess here in the last few months. Yeah, I'm over. Yeah, he's made a big comeback. Everybody's like, huh, Bane did it before it was cool. Yeah. Thank you, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, I I I have the feeling is like I should just like go around with a mask and I should just walk around talking like Bane. <laughs> you know <laughs> when I go to the store, they're like, Yeah, that'd be uh five ninety nine, four ninety nine. Oh really, yes. Do you want that in pennies or dollars? Because back in my day I'm we had to shovel <laughs> for dollars, yeah. I'm half tempted to go buy uh, a respirator just to get that like you that tone. I I actually have you a were born into the plastic filters. And when you wear something like that, it doesn't make you sound like Bane, but you can't help talking like Bane. Like Bane, it's, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think my vocal cords can go that low. <laughs> did you did you all see did you all see the the meme that was going around with Tom Hardy actually wearing the wearing the mask when he was out in mm-hmm. public? <laughs> Great actor. Great actor. He he's he's one of those underrated actors there. Warrior, I loved him in that. And he did a movie before oh. Bay uh Bat, The Dark Knight Rises Again and um and Warrior. He did a movie called Bronson. If you ever check that out. Oh yeah. You seen Bronson? Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Was- oh god. Love it. I love it. I love the part with the um, when the prison guards come in and are, and he knows what's gonna happen, so he's slicking himself up, and the guards like he he, he strips himself naked, and <laughs> the guy's like, you know, the guards like, oh no, don't, and he's like, I ain't worried about you, and he's slicking himself up, and he's like, come on, and he's fighting them butt naked, <laughs> but they can't get a hold of him. So yeah, yeah, he's whipping their ass. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> ah, sticking hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If you guys ever get a chance to see it, I'd see it because it's kind of based on a true story with the a guy that Bronson was the longest, um, stayed in prison the longest, I think. Uh, where was it at, Kevin, there? Over in uh, England, Europe, or somewhere? I don't remember. But he stayed in prison the longest there, so he was he got well known for it. He he served he spent basically his majority of his whole life in prison. But he would do shit like that. He'd like the guards come in and want to fucking beat his ass because he'd do something. So he'd he'd like strip himself naked and cover himself with oil because when the guards are reaching for him, they can't get a hold of him. So all he does he's you know walk he's kicking their ass you know circles around him. You know, and that's how he got his kicks off, and then they'd all gang up on him, beat him up, and he got a kick out. You know, that that's how he got his. You yeah. know, he got off on it. <laughs> I uh, uh-huh. I remember a a press release that Tom Hardy did for Venom. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, talk about uh, since we're on the you know the Tom Hardy topic, moving from comedies to actions. Uh, especially because uh, Andrew here is my, my all things fanboy for Spider-Man. Yes, uh, indeed. Yeah. But I've, I'm so ready for Venom 2. Oh, it looks so I've, good. I love Tom Hardy and Venom, especially yes. uh, the end scene before the credits when uh, the dude comes in and like is threatening Mrs. Chu for the money. And then it, it's yeah, the... Yeah, that's uh, a good one. It's the uh, like, can can I, can we eat him? Yes, because he's a bad guy. And then you're like half morphs, and then full morphs, and then he's like, yo, what are you? He's like, my my favorite line, the most iconic line from the movie is, we are venom. And then he yes. bites his head off and throws him out of the store. I love it. I love it. When I when I saw when I heard about Tom Hardy playing Venom and mm-hmm. everything about it, I'm like, that is Eddie Brock from the fucking comics. Not, exactly. Not yeah. Eric Eric uh-huh. Foreman from that '70s show. But exactly. If you understood, yeah. and I mentioned this a while back ago to someone, I said, 
reason why Spider-Man 3 turned out the way it was was is because of Sony. Sony threw so much pressure on Sam Raimi. And it was yeah. like, add this, add this, add this. That's why it turned out to be a little bit of a clusterfuck. So yeah. with having Tom Hardy... It, that's, it didn't need to have four villains in it. Bingo. It bingo. really did not. <laughs> yeah, it, it did was, not. The line on that movie was just so jumbled. Yeah, exactly. Unless, of course, the villain is the Sinister Seven. Exactly, exactly. Which they never did. They never did. They never not did. Uh, well, yeah, we're, not yet. Not yet. We're, we're, aren't we supposed to be getting something like that? Or weren't we supposed to have already gotten something like that? Where it's still like. We this were supposed to. Bad? We were supposed to. They were setting up for it with. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. The previous Spider Man. They were setting up for it, and yeah. then it just. And Andrew Garfield? Yeah, with Andrew Garfield, they were setting up for it, and the next movie in that series was supposed to be, here's the Sinister Seven. Yeah. And uh, then it never uh, happened. You got Tom Holland. Yeah. God bless his soul. Which I'm going to consider a fair trade-off. Yeah. I, I, yes, 100%, 100% on that one. I heart the Tom Holland. Well, I, I think uh, I read something about uh, the Sinister Seven collab. It was... Uh, before Sony was like completely bought the Spider-Man title, mm-hmm. I, I want to say that it was uh, like the Sinister Seven wasn't a Sony brainchild or something like that. So, because uh, I know Sony Productions is the reason we have Tom Holland and the new Spider-Man movies. Yes. Uh, because I, I want to say, before, like with the Andrew or with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans, I know it was Sony Productions did all the film shooting, but it wasn't like uh-huh. Sony directors or you know screenwrites or whatever. It was like a a mutual partnership at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, it's just a perfect perfect example when a when the studio gets too involved in a movie and they kind of mm-hmm. screw things up there. Mm-hmm. I was so happy that they kind of rebooted yeah. Spider-Man the way they did. And you really did not need to mm-hmm. tell in the Marvel, in the MCU, you did not really need to tell, retell the origin story because if you don't know who the fuck Spider-Man is, Spider-Man is. yeah, you're living underneath a rock. <laughs> so that yeah. was good. It was like, okay, good. Let's skip the origin. And now let's get on to the story. Just which, insert him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I thought, which I thought yeah. was really. I, I, I think. I think Into the Spider Verse did it well. Oh God. Um, yes. With just. <laughs> yeah, I love that fucking movie. You already know my story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Here I am, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> away from Spider-Man is just an awesome person, especially for the fact that all the different things were like with him, and I forget the guy's name, um, God, I'm gonna sound like a horrible person because I can't remember the name of the guy that plays Tony Stark. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. is just hilarious, especially when it's like Tom Holland's really bad about leaking stuff about about Infinity's back they, when it's really bad about him leaking stuff about Infinity Wars. And Robert Downey Jr. is just giving him like the dead eye stare, like "Don't you dare say a word." 
<laughs> they are that such. Was I love uh, the unoriginal. I love your. Yet original dynamic <laughs> father son duo. Oh yeah. In, in the Avengers, oh, yeah. like watching them on screen together is oh, yeah. so magical. Yeah, it is. Tom, Tom Holland is a gem. He is a gift to humanity. I love. They'll take pictures of him during Endgame, and it's like. Tom Holland looks like he has no idea going what's going on. And Tom Holland responds with, Because I didn't. <laughs> that sounds like someone else I know. <laughs> we don't have a script for record. Oh, God. I'll I tell you, not too long ago, I watched on Disney Plus the Onward. It has Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That that's one of my favorite. I love Pixar movies because it's when so it comes good. to Pixar yeah. movies, my favorites oh, yeah. are Wall-E, Toy Story, and then Onward is in on top of there because Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, they they sound so good together, and just the movie is just a to yeah. me it was a great great adventure movie, and I I loved it. I definitely loved it. And, <laughs> Venom, Venom Two, like we were talking about. I can't, I can't wait to uh-huh. see Tom Hardy kick some ass and yes. see how Woody Harrelson plays off being Carnage. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. He yeah. can play a vi- great villain. We know this already. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think uh-huh. there's much Woody Harrelson isn't capable of doing. I have yet to see him True. play something where I've truly sat there and go, well, "This kind of sucks." <laughs> Speaking of Woody Harrelson, have any of the four of you seen the new Zombieland? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, it it's so rich. I know. I know. It's I want so it. I want good. it. I, I'm. I'm going in with. I have such low expectations that I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Let me put it that way. I've after seeing the trailer and the previews and just enjoying how badass the first one was. I walked into that movie with zero expectations, and it absolutely like just fucking blew my f- pants off. It was so great. <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're I, I, it later, Ari. Oh, you saw it already? I saw it. Paul's like a huge Woody Harrelson fan. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to go on record saying I think so. Hit. Well, so was Evil Dead. I think Dead, the entire movie was. It's like Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil Dead, Dead and Zombieland are great for different reasons. Yeah. Sure. Evil Dead was I will go ahead and say it, Evil Dead was epic because of how bad it was. It was supposed to be this horror yes. movie deluxe thing and then it just ended up just being, Oh my god, the wow, this is bad. And then it became so bad it became epic. Yeah. And then it evolved into Army of Darkness. Yeah. And then they realized Oh, we mm-hmm. have this works. Let's do it again. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that Woody Harrelson's not good at playing is uh, he can't jump. That's it. <laughs> wow, we're taking it back there. <laughs> I just thought, I thought, I thought I'd throw that in there just, just for the hell of it. I mean, he can't. He, he can't. He can't. He can't jump. He can't jump. <laughs> Ask Wesley Snipes; he'll tell you. Oh God! Yep, yep. 
One of my favorite. I, 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 hiding from the fiasco that was the, like numerous movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a fan since Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Damn. We are actually slowly working our way through Cheers right now. Me and Paul, we are working our way through. Two, two of the most successful long-running shows on NBC uh-huh. was Cheers and Frasier. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Of course, you know Friends. That was successful too. But Frasier was its spinoff of Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frasier. Frasier was just yeah, it was spinoff of there uh, from Cheers there. But that 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 was two of the longest successful running TV shows for that network because. It, it seems like nowadays, NBC, CBS, ABC, they can't grasp and carry a show for a long amount of time. Except, what is it? ABC has what Grey's Anatomy. They've been they finally beat ER as the longest running medical show. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't have been surprised after they beat him, beat them in that. And they're like, okay, we're canceled. We're done. We're done. Yeah. They are lucky they still have fans. No, this isn't Fox. Still McDreamy. Like I stopped watching. Oh, okay. I used to be like a huge fan of that show. They killed McDreamy, and then I'm like, mm, I'm out. I was already partially out the door when you killed McSteamy. I was out the door when you killed McDreamy. But let me let me let me ask you guys this, and okay, since you bring since you bring that up, though, no one no one an actor actress. And they've been doing something for a long time, like a TV role, and then they wanted to expand and uh, leave TV and go into movies because that's what they want to do next. Because they feel that they've accomplished everything they can't they did with this character. Now, knowing that, would you a be upset about it or b you'd like to you know what? I want to see what they'll do in movies, and uh, they're great here. They can even be better here. How do you feel about that? Well. It's a lot of the times, you know, you see that and the the actors slash actress moves from, uh, you know, like serial televised uh, work to cinematic films. It's like they don't feel as if they're doing enough because they're so used to shooting, like their schedule is so regimented and they're so used to having to stick to one character day in and day out, week after week for so long, it, it literally becomes a part of who they are. And then they move to, like, something that, you know, makes them a lot of money in in one shot, and then, mm-hmm. like, they're done and on to the next project. You know, it's like they, they feel out of place. I... Mm-hmm. I... I think there's certain actors that can do it, and some that can do it partially, uh, depending on the role. And usually the partially ones are roles that are very similar to the role that they played in a show. Um, for example, Chris Pratt, touching back on Onward. Um, excellent in uh, Parks and Rec. Completely flopped in uh, uh, Jurassic Park. Pretty good, for the most part, in Guardians of the Galaxy and the See, MCU now. He was great in Guardians, <laughs> but that's because Chris Pratt is a—he's a comedical actor. 
Like he he's almost like RDJ in a sense. Because Robert Downey Jr. plays like he's an Iron Man, he was good. Like he could play the action and like the sincere brutality. But you put you take Iron Man or RDJ from Iron Man and put him in the Avengers and it's now you've got this battle of the wits between Tony Stark and Bruce Banner and you've got this comedic battle between Iron Man and Thor. So it's like, I mean, sure, that's you're moving the actor from one, you know, from a personal scene to a group scene. But Chris Pratt's the same way. He was Star Lord. Sure, he was co-acting mm-hmm. with, you know, four or five other people, but he was Star Lord. Jurassic Park. Uh, I'm bombed, Jurassic World bombed because Chris Pratt was not the person for that role. Period. Whatsoever. Like. I don't think he did a half bad job at Jurassic World. I think he would have, if they had given him somebody maybe a little bit better to bounce off of. Just a little bit. Just saying, just somebody a little bit better to bounce off of. Some of his notes would have hit home a little better. Um, <laughs> and again, yeah, maybe it wasn't the best role. Um, but I think they were trying to use what from, you know, the, I guess I get the marketing side of things. He's a name. He was just coming off the Star-Lord thing. They were trying to move him into something going, okay, we're going to try and hitch a ride on the Star-Lord thing and move you into Jurassic World and hope to God we're going to be able to boost that. And it worked. Yeah. But, yeah, it did From a, it did fall a little short of the goal. I'm not saying Jurassic World. It, it worked unsuccessfully, in my opinion. But the ride at Disney... At, at, uh, at, uh, Universal. Universal... Hollywood. I've seen the POVs from it where they've revamped it to look like Jurassic World. Oh my god, the CGI effects on it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The ride the ride's pretty cool, but um yeah the Yeah, Chris Pratt's tra- part in that non existent. You get his voice for like two seconds. <laughs> they probably had to pay extra for it or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's in for life. <laughs> but I've I've enjoyed talking with all y'all today, man. This is this has been really great. Oh, yeah. Just just having this open random conversation here and just talking with everyone and about just everything. I mean, we we talked about casual geeking to celeb, uh celerity after dark to breaking the gates and uh I I just want to say I am Looking forward to what you all do with all three of the shows here on Podcasting Network. And I'm looking to see you build your brand with Podcasting Network and take it to where it is and beyond. So I'm very happy that you guys are part of Podcasting Network. Thank you. Glad to be here. I, I, I can say that we are honored to be on, on there and we are very thankful for being here. Um, thank you for having us on the show. It, it has been a riot, and um, I, I'd be ha- I'd be more than happy to guess again on the future if you'd like. Hopefully, the delay won't be there. <laughs> um, and up to Ori, you're always welcome to come join us on of course either of her shows. I imagine on either one. We would love to. Def- you definitely sound like you would rather be on Cad because you you said you like off filter shows. You. Uh, you're welcome on either show, but I have a feeling you'd rather be on CAD. <laughs> yeah. I would 
I would, I would uh, definitely it's, like to see you appear on Solarity After Dark sometime in the near future. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely would, man. I I definitely would. I'd be um, it, uh, getting into my ELS uncut roots there. So, uh, yeah, I would uh, I definitely oh, love that. <laughs> I definitely would. And I want to... I want to thank you all for coming on here today, taking time out and just having a good time talking with me and then talking about the your upcoming shows here on Podcasting Network. And just you, you guys mentioned, Kevin, you mentioned about a surprise that you want to mention here before we uh, yes, yes, pl- yes. plug, uh, plug sl- uh, Celerity Gaming. Well, uh, actually, uh, this Friday... Uh, correct? Do I have the date right? I don't want to promote this wrong. Okay. Uh, Finally, finally, we are releasing our Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and it's going to be The Dead 3 Awakening. So you can can catch that this Friday. Yeah, so we're trying a big mouth. He already ran it yesterday about it. Yes. <laughs> no Cheez-Its. <Early. laughs> nice, nice. And again, I want to thank you, thank you all for coming on here. And social media, where can people find more Celerity Gaming at on social media? Ori, That's uh, you, Ori. Pass this one to you. All right, you, you can find us on Facebook on at Celerity Gaming. Uh, I do believe it is Co. Did we go Co? On Slarity Gaming Co. On Facebook. Um, and then it is that same handle on Instagram and on Twitter. Nice. And all those are all linked up on our Facebook. Mm-hmm. So just, to, just to verify, that is Celerity Gaming Co. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you all so much. And uh, before I leave, I want to mention Podcast Network, your top source for independent podcasting. Head over to podcast.net for great content and great shows over on the website. Hit them up on Facebook, Podcast Network. Give them a thumbs up and a follow. Send them a tweet over on Twitter at Podcast Subscribe to their YouTube channel for video podcast over on Podcast Network and on Twitch, Podcast City Network. You want more Everett Lee? Then hit me up on Facebook. Give me a thumbs up and a follow, Everett Lee Show. Twitter, at the Everett Lore Score Lee. Instagram, Everett Lee Show. And audio portions of this podcast and previous release podcast. Head over to YouTube, the Everett Lee Show. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Podbeam, and iHeartRadio. I want to thank Celerity Gaming for coming on here today on the Everett Lee Show. And that's it. Everett Lee signing off. Everyone have a great week and a great day. And we'll see you again next time for another episode of the Everett Lee Show. When I need a logo or graphic design done to make my shit stand out from all the rest, I use 3Count Design. 3Count Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video photography, and other forms of media. Everything from t-shirt designs to websites. For more information, head over to facebook.com slash 3CountDesign. That is facebook.com slash three count design. When I want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends, I head over to City Limits Tap Room. 
City Limits Tap Room has a wide selection of TVs to watch your favorite sports, indoor and outdoor seating. And they are pet friendly. City Limits Tap Room also has food made fresh to order, and the grilled cheese is excellent. I recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider with fries on the side. You can't go wrong with that, baby. For more information for upcoming events, head over to facebook.com slash citylimitstaproom.